Hi, I'm Mark Hill, and this is the segment, The Podcast. I believe in human's potential, that the ultimate expression of oneself is achievable. And we all have that urge, that need to progress and become better. And I feel that the trail can help us do that. Whether it's overcoming fears, learning from mistakes, taking calculated trail risks, or building those long-lasting friendships. It's all progression. Join me as I speak with folks who are moving from the ordinary to the extraordinary, and let's catch them on their journey towards the KOM of their life. Welcome to the segment. Let's go. Hey, Senders, welcome back to episode 59 of the segment podcast. My special guest today is Zach Round, aka Tumor Warrior. And take a listen to how a fateful day out in the San Clemente single tracks with a big crash actually saved Zach's life and put him down a path of resiliency, motivation, and overcoming a ton, a ton of adversity. Hope you guys enjoy this episode and Zach's story. This is just part one of two that you guys will be hearing, and it is quite incredible. Before we jump into the show, I have to say thank you to the supporters of the segment podcast. Thank you so much to Afton Shoes. If you're looking for shoes on the mountain bike that are flats or clipless, you can find them there at aftonshoes.com. Afton Shoes is casually technical. Those shoes are the bomb. If you're looking to purchase some of those shoes, use promo code SENDER10 for 10% off your purchase. Again, that's promo code SENDER10 for 10% off your purchase. As always, thank you so much to YT Industries for your support with that Core 4 Jeffsy. That bike is awesome. Just recently had a big YT group ride with Tony the Outsider as the host and the YT crew at San Clemente Mill. If you guys are looking to join some of those rides out there, keep a look at YT because they will be doing more of these and it was quite a success. Also, a special thank you to Goop Industries. Get home safe with Goop. I recently had a flat tire. Use the Goop can to get home and it would have been a huge walk to get back. So thank you to Goop Industries for what you make for all of us writers out there. If you do want to try a Goop can to carry with you or to have in your pack, check out goopindustries.com. Use promo code SENDER20 and get 20% off your purchase. Also, special thank you to Spy Optic. Spy with the Happy Tech lenses, either in lifestyle wear or in the Foundation MX goggles. Ride in both of them is what I do, and I love them. Promo code SENDER10 for anything off of spyoptic.com. Again, promo code SENDER10 will get you 10% off your purchases there. Also, special thank you to Better Bolts. Betterbolts.com. If you want to upgrade the bolts on your bike and make them look great and strong, uh, check out betterbolts.com. And again, use promo code THESEGMENT10 for 10% off your purchase. Again, that's promo code the segment 10 for 10% off your purchase. And last but not least, just a quick plug here for the segment store. Folks have been asking me for some merch for the segment, and I made a little bit of merch out there. It's on the website, thesegment.com 
store and you could take a look at what I have available and uh, anything that you purchase from there will help support the channel and support me. So thank you so much. Again, there is a promo code there called Sender10. Again, Sender10 for 10% off your purchase. Without further ado, folks, here comes my buddy and inspirational speaker, Zach Round. Hey, senders, welcome to the segment podcast. I'm here with my buddy, Zach Round, aka Tumor Warrior. And uh, lucky enough to have Zach on the show tonight. Uh, Zach, how you doing, bud? I'm doing great. You know, just finished up a ride today. You know, I was out there sending it on the trails and I couldn't be better. Yes. Always love to hear that, man. Um, the dirt's been great lately, huh? After the rain, tons of new stuff going on. How about on the trails oh, yeah. close to you? Um, for the most part, yes, but some of the main trails are getting a little, uh, uh, brake bumped and, um, kind of braided and trenched. So that's not yeah. very good for no. like steep trails <laughs> and that not very good with it. So <laughs> that always makes it an extra little, uh, spice to the feature, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, hey, Zach, your story is incredible, and you and I have been uh, wanting to get you on the show because I really wanted to share your story. Uh, your story is very inspirational, and the way that it all happened, you guys that are tuning in um, are going to be amazed. I mean, things kind of just happen sometimes, and sometimes it's for a reason greater than we can really understand, and I believe that uh, happened to my friend Zach here, and he's going to share a great story. Uh, but before we get started, Zach, look at all the folks that are already here in the audience um, right there. We got Adam Mock in here. We have Timothy Haley, Alpha MTB is in the house. Um, you even have a spectator all the way from New Zealand. What's up, Marty? Oh, Octo, Octo Dad Octo is out Dad, there. What's up? Yeah, we also have uh, Air Blair. Air Blair is in the house out of Laguna Beach. Um, MTB Nick, what's up? MTB Nick. One, two, three. Um, Nick, you'll have to share the story with me one of these days. Uh, he posted a picture of his mom that uh, he found like, you know, up late one night. And uh, I'm sure there's a touching story behind it. It sounds like, Nick, sounds like your mom isn't with us anymore. But uh, for whatever reason, when I saw that picture, man. I had to make a comment on it. That was a touching picture. We got uh, Charlie Hicks is in the house. What's up, Charlie? Welcome aboard. Welcome aboard. Uh, MTB Raging, what's happening? This is uh, Craig out there in the Orange County area. You got Idaho in the house with Crisco Bike. Dang, Zach, you're you're bringing them in tonight, man. Look at this. That's a good it's... comment. I like that one. That's a funny comment. <laughs> Hold on, what's happening? I was drinking and suddenly <laughs> found my way here. Welcome, Ace. Welcome to the show. <laughs> and uh, EMTB A-Rod here. Thank you for joining us. Um, so... You know, ladies and gentlemen, this is Zach Round, aka Tumor Warrior 67. Uh, check him out at tumorwarrior67.com for his website. It really tells this whole story. But um, basically, our story starts in San Clemente, right, Zach? Yeah, it all starts in San Clemente. San Clemente. And uh, what is the year when this whole journey started? Uh, 2017. Actually, today is the five-year anniversary of when I had my very first surgery. So I find it as a bittersweet day, and there's nothing better to do than go riding. So that's what I did today, and I'm happy to be here, and everything's working out, and I like it. 
That's awesome, man. Happy that you're here. Uh, we're going to take you guys back on a little bit of a trip here. Uh, we're going to take you back five years to the five years to this day is the surgery. But a few days before that is actually uh, the day that Adam Mock posted the picture of the two gentlemen who crashed out in San Clemente and were airlifted to the hospital. That was the actual anniversary of this footage right here. Um, Zach, tee this clip up for us. What are we looking at here? So it was Martin Luther King Day of 2017, and me and my buddies, we were like, hey, let's go ride San Clemente single tracks. And I normally ride San Clemente at night. I usually do night rides there, but we decided to go there and go there during the day. And what happened was we did our normal loop. It was a normal ride. And at the end, I got the bright idea to hit a road gap. And a couple of my friends left and a couple stayed. And it just just panned out this way, and I went for it, and yeah. Here we it go. Just, yeah. All right, so I'm going to play the clip for you folks that are, that are at home. If you're a little bit squeamish, just kind of want to give you a warning here at the 19-second mark. Uh, something happens to Zach here that really changes the course um, of the future, but also brings to you a very inspirational story. Here we go. Zach, that uh, you hear your buddies there cheering for you as you're as you're taking off, and what what was happening through your mind when you first took off? Take us through those moments right before the jump and what you can remember um, after. Um, honestly, I I don't remember it at all. Um, people say I got knocked out. I say no, but they probably are right i probably did get knocked out and i don't remember dropping in at all i don't remember about a minute after me laying on the ground i just remember me being on the ground and then waking up and looking up at the power lines and my friend asked me all these concussion questions and i got them all right so i don't know but um i wasn't thinking of anything at all and uh yeah so i have zero clue what's going on during that crash but i decided to send it and it went wrong man that was it that was heavy that was heavy and you were airlifted out that day do you remember being airlifted out with the helicopter at all i do yes um i was airlifted with my mom she worked at ocfa and she knew a couple of the guys on the crew and they were kind of just talking to me like we're friends and you know they made me feel comfortable so i was glad i got airlifted out and um it was just getting late and that was the reason why i was airlifted so it was late and i was under power lines so it was not really you know a favorable position but it was um a favorable place because i got airlifted to mission hospital i was right down the road from there so and, and how old are you when this happened? I was I was 18 years old. I almost said 17. I was 18 years old, yeah. I just turned 18 um, by the time that happened. 18 years old. And for those folks who don't know Zach, uh, Zach's a built guy. 
um, an extreme football player. In fact, uh, you play football to this day. And uh, at that time, uh, if you look at some of these pictures here, I'll show you as I bring this up. Here is, um, here is Zach getting airborne right here. So talented writer, athletic writer. And if you can see that right there, there you are, Zach. Where is this picture taken right here? Actually, uh, I just wanted to put one correction. I was 17 yes. when this happened. Okay. Um, I, I got my ears mixed up. Uh, but yeah. So that picture is actually taken on Muscle Beach at Snow Summit Bike Park. That was in 2016. And me and my friends, we were just, you know, having a fun day up there. And um, Jared Myers, the photographer, happened to be up there. And he took a really good picture of me. That's a beautiful shot, man. Is that the tombstone? You hitting the tombstone right there? No, that's right next to it. Um, yeah. I still hadn't gotten my balls to hit the tombstone, but... I hit the one right next to it and it was real fun. So look at that, man. Steezy, steezy, steezy. So you crash, you're airlifted out. You have your wits about you. You're answering all the concussion protocol questions correctly. You're at mission hospital and uh, take us through what this picture is right here. Cause something happens here. I believe in this realm that uh, is part of this story here. <clears throat> Yeah, so that was something that was growing in my brain for a long time. Um, that was the brain tumor that was in my cerebellum. Well, it was resting between my brainstem and cerebellum. So the brainstem and cerebellum are pretty important uh, part of your brain. And it wasn't supposed to be there. It's the size of a golf ball at that point. So it was very big. And the doctors, they haven't seen anything like that in a while or at all um and they were like yeah that's not supposed to be there we need to remove it so that's <laughs> that's how it went wow and before the crash and before this image did you have any idea like did you have any symptoms of any kind that this was this, this was growing inside of your inside of your brain no not at all i had zero symptoms i like literally the day before that crash i played in three rugby games i scored two tries and i was just being a normal kid and then the following day the tumor was discovered um initially that nobody told me that i had a brain tumor until the neurosurgeon got there which was a day later and that's when i found out and i was kind of like um so you didn't want to tell me yesterday? Like, what's what's going on? Yeah. Yeah. They wanted him to break the news. They just probably wanted to confirm, like, Dr. William Luden was the one who uh, diagnosed you with it or, or brought it to your attention, it sounds like. Yeah. So what's going through your brain? I mean, you literally just had scored two tries. Uh, you were sending a road gap, feeling like a million bucks, end up, you know, uh, with the uh, with the OTB there in the hospital getting scanned, you, did you have any other injuries other from the crash at all, or just uh, or just kind of shooken up from it? Um, not really. I didn't have any other injuries. I mean, I bruised my hip pretty bad. That was initially what was going on, and everyone out there was like, "Yo, it's probably internal. You should probably get airlifted. You don't really want to walk on it." because we don't know exactly what's going on. So they did it out of precaution. Um, I told my parents and they were like, yeah, let me just 
call my friends at OCFA and we got you airlifted and they got me airlifted and went off to the hospital and you know that's when the hellish nightmare broke broke loose so gotcha gotcha and with with your story here it you know you're you're 17 18 years old you get diagnosed with this tumor in your brain and uh, the doctors are are wanting to take it out how like how does that journey go for you at that point are are you scheduled right away is this something that they found that was that needed to be done extremely quickly um they did schedule me right away they were actually prepping me for surgery as i got into the hospital and they found out what it was they were prepping me to get out they couldn't find a neurosurgeon um until the following day but the following day when the neurosurgeon said yeah i'll be able to remove it he was like not this week because this weekend i'm going out of town on a business trip and i was unable to you know have the surgery that week so the following week january 23rd of 2017 which today is january 23rd five years ago um i was scheduled for my first ever surgery and it happened to be a craniotomy a craniotomy and right here on your website it says crack and open the skull surgery number one you look like anybody would look completely scared right here in this picture holy smokes and is is this is this your mom that's standing next to you here yes that is my mother okay very cool very cool so you know in the in the page before this one you basically say i feel so lucky that i crashed because had you not found this tumor when you did did the doctors ever tell you what could have happened if you would have just kept on going without knowing that this was there yeah my neurosurgeon said the tumor was kind of triggered off of like high speeds or that that's what i remember he said it was triggered off that so he said you probably would have had a seizure on the road and or on the bike and probably died from that because you you had to be going i think it was like 15 miles an hour or something i'm not exactly sure about it but he told me that that's what triggers it and i i was like um well that's good that you found it thank god right exactly yeah that could have been that could have been awful 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 uh we got a couple people here in the audience that just want to say a few things to you um it says here air blair says uh unbelievable story such a blessing and a miracle and then uh, Marty Octodad in New Zealand saying, so MTB crash helped find brain tumor. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, we have uh, Adam Mock is saying something about the airlift. He says, by the way, an airlift does not cost you anything. It's paid for by tax dollars unless it's Mercy Air, which they never have to call. Does that, does that, was that true for you as well in your experience? Um, I do not remember. Well, I didn't have to pay for it or not that I think of, um, unless my parents paid for it and I didn't know, but I don't think that you have to pay for it. I think what he's saying is true. Um, I don't know if it was Mercy Air that airlifted me. I think it was a helicopter from OCF Bay or something. 
I'm not exactly sure what it was because I wasn't really able to look around. I was only able to look straight in the air. Got it. Got it. Got it. Yeah. I think, uh, I think Adam nailed it on that. By the way, airlift does not cost you anything, uh, which is good, which is uh, really good. And uh, you also have a gentleman here named Omar who's on here for you. What's up, Omar? Good to see you. Uh, Omar is actually saying, wow, way too familiar, Zach. I feel you, man. Uh, glad to see you're okay. If Thank you, you, Omar. Thank you. If you get a chance, um, uh, Omar's crash is documented in one of Adam Mock's uh, latest videos. You'll see Omar in there um, with, with his crash. Uh, MTB Nick123 says, God is good. Yeah, man. God is good. God is good. Alpha MTB says, things happen for a reason. For sure, you have to look for the blessings in disguise sometimes and glad you're okay. Yeah. Exactly. Man. Yeah. Uh, I take this crash as a blessing in disguise. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that on that page where you said, you know, I'm so grateful for that crash. So take us through um, this moment. So you're, you're 17, 18, um, obviously extremely scared, but feeling very blessed to find out that you have this, this tumor, you're going into surgery to correct it. Um, what is happening here on, on the website when we're, when we're scrolling through here it says, says the ride to chalk. Yeah. So when I was riding there, I kind of just put on music and try to like drown everything out. I kind of treated it like a football game to where I got to get like focused. I don't know why I did that. Um, just don't ask me. But um, after that, I remember thinking, I really don't want to die. And then I happened to wake up, but I was in extreme pain and it just, it went downhill from there. So I'm thankful that I got it removed and just, yeah. So a- after surgery one, you say things went a little bit downhill. Um, that wasn't the only surgery that you had <clears throat> in this, right? What, uh, what happened after? So after this surgery, I contracted a case of bacterial meningitis. I'm not sure where I got it. And bacterial meningitis, just for those who don't know what bacterial meningitis is, bacterial meningitis can literally kill you. I was on the verge of death almost every single day I was in the hospital. And it is a very serious thing to go through. And I happen to have it in the brain. So... And the, the thing about the brain is what the infectious disease doctor told me is that the brain is kind of like a military base. It's hard to get into and it's hard to get out of. So they had to find a medicine that can go, <laughs> Chris, go bike, <laughs> putting my usual sarcasm away. <laughs> Ace. <laughs> yeah. And um, so Basically, I had bacterial meningitis in my brain, and they tried to find um, a way to combat that without causing serious harm to me. And it turned out they went a little too light on the medication because I ended up getting it back again in my surgeries. Wow. Or not in my surgeries, um, just during my stay. And then, yeah, it just kept going downhill till about May 30th. That's yeah, May 30th. That's when it was. So. Wow. Wow. And here we are on the fifth anniversary and we're sitting on January, February, March, April, May. Good Lord. 
Um, when you were, when you first had the surgery and you were battling um, the infection, were you able to like function okay? I mean, cognitively, I'm sure you're thinking about things, but how about physically? Was there any repercussions to the surgery um, right after? Um, yeah, there was. So after the first surgery, I was, I had double vision. Um, I currently still have double vision, but I had double vision. Uh, the whole right side of my body was, it was kind of like a paralysis. Um, I couldn't really move it. So I had to relearn how to read, eat, walk, talk, you know, do normal functions. And there was one other one that I can't remember. It was so small that I'm, oh, um, I had uh, like nerve palsies. It's kind of like cerebral palsy, but it's not. Um, you get it instead of it being congenital. Mm-hmm. Congenital. Mm-hmm. And um, so I had cerebral palsy, or not cerebral. Oh, I keep asking. Um, I had six nerve and twelve nerve those palsies, and then later on I got fifth and seventh, I believe. Um, it was a lot of medical information thrown at me. I probably should know it a little better, you know. That's that's my apology, but um, no apologies yeah, so. needed. That's that's a whole that's a whole slew of things. Um, going on. And I see here on this, on this next page, it says learning to do things all over. Uh, like you were mentioning there, learning how to walk, like walking from your bed to a wheelchair, a wheelchair to the toilet, progressing quickly. Um, how, you know, when in life, when things happen to folks, um, whether it be something like this or, or anything, anything that's some kind of adversity, how was your mental status while you were going through all this stuff? Because I do know that the warrior is part of your tagline. Um, but I'm kind of getting to the point of, you know, what was happening here? How are you feeling? Um, I had some things go on personally that I kind of just went on do not disturb mode. So no, I was like cutting myself off from outside connection and literally focusing a hundred percent on myself. I know I had people praying for me. I know that I had people backing me up and in my corner. But I honestly just kind of like zoned out and shut everyone out and focused on myself because of, you know, again, personal things that went on. So um, I was just focusing on myself and I was able to get this done and over with. I would not go through it. Yeah. Actually, I might go through it again if you paid me. The bottom one, the bottom line would probably be about five million bucks, but, (laughs) you know, sure. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Air Blair is saying here, uh, much love for your mother. Uh, when we had that picture up of your mom uh, prior to surgery one, she looks so calm and in mother protection mode in quotes uh, in that photo of you and just know that she must have been an unbelievable pain for you as a mother. And uh, yeah, Blair also. Thank you so much. Yeah. She's, she's a very lovely mother. She is uh, very loving and so is my dad. He's very loving. So. I'm glad I had two loving parents and two supportive parents and I'm just glad they were in my corner. They helped me out. Yeah. Yeah. And Blair's uh, sending you a a super sticker there of 99.99. So thank you, Air Blair. Thank you. Thank you. There you, there you go, buddy. Um, Going back to your story as, as you're going through it, um, you know, you, you kind of went into go mode. It sounds like kind of like, um, 
kind of what a lot of athletes do. Sometimes we, we kind of shut down and, uh, shut things out because we're so hyper-focused on something. And it sounds like that's where you were really just trying to focus on making the comeback. And, um, now surgery one wasn't the only one you're learning how to do things all over again. You're, you're fighting off that viral infection. And then, uh, what happens here? I see here, January 14th, struggling to take five steps, uh, for this rugby game. Yeah. So that video was actually taken the day before of me scoring one of the tries. I throw the ball in. Uh, I kind of mess up. I, I was supposed to go behind um, the lifters. I didn't go behind them. And he kind of just threw it on the ground and it bounced. And I like grabbed it and just ran. And, you know, it was, it was kind of like the story. I kind of just was like, I'm doing this. I've got to get it done. And that's what it was. And then under that is me at physical therapy. Um, yeah, it was, I had to relearn how to walk. I was walking, I think, laterally. Yeah, I was walking laterally in that video. So wow, it was, it's been a long, long journey. And it's not over, but it's been a long journey so far. Yeah. And to put it in perspective, that's a 10 day difference. There you are, you know, on January 14th, out on the rugby field, January 24th, you're here in PT, trying to get some lateral movement going. Uh, down below, it looks like you're working your legs. Shows you there in the wheelchair. And um, what happens next, Zach, from, from this point? So um, I went home after the very first surgery, went through PT and recovering. We thought it was going to be smooth sailing from there, but it wasn't. Um, as you know, I got bacterial meningitis. So, excuse me, that brought me back to the hospital after about seven, four, seven, something like that. Uh, like four to seven days, uh, somewhere in that time frame. So, I had to go back in the hospital, and it turns out I had bacterial meningitis. I see that here. Um, these scans here, are, are they scanning the brain uh, because of the bacterial meningitis or or was this something else happening here on this? Screen? So, yeah. So I was getting, um, as you can see in the bottom picture, my head was kind of bulging and we were wondering why. And that is actually CSF. And what CSF is, is cerebral spinal fluid. And kind of like a car it's kind of like oil to the brain you know if oil is to a car cerebral spinal fluid is to the brain you know so that's kind of like what helps it work out and everything and it has a neural passageway in my brain um right i think it's right here or right here and that was actually being blocked by debris from the bacterial meningitis and the bacterial meningitis caused my ventricles to swell up and that was kind of catastrophic for me. It wasn't going as the doctor wanted it to. And then <laughs> the road gap needs to be named after me. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> good one, Ace. That's a good yeah. one. That's a good one. I love it. Yeah. I mean, I wish the road gap was still there. I kind of want redemption on it, but they took it out. It's completely flat now. I've got to build a new one or something like that because right now it's just overgrown and flat. So um, that's one of 
down the road one of these days i'll yeah. rebuild it and hit it but not yeah. right now because you know 265 pounds is what i'm at right now and i do not fly through the air very well so. <laughs> right i do remember yeah. uh for the folks who are wondering how i came across zach uh it was through adam mock and one of adam mock's rides we were at snow summit and i got to meet zach and hear about his story and because he plays football, he gets quite big for the season and then has to shed all that weight for after the season back to the bike. And that's a whole different mindset that he has to go through to make that. Um, but back here, Zach, so you are you're dealing now with CSF and uh, you're you're getting swelling because the fluid's not able to get through there. Um, what do they do now? So. The surgery three and four, they were called third, third ventriculostomies or third ventrics. And what it does is they go in and try to open up my passageway for my CSF to go through. Um, the first one, it worked for about a couple months or not a couple months, a couple days. And then it closed up and then I started having problems again. And then they had a second one. They did it and then it healed up again. So we were kind of like, well, what's going on? And then the next surgery is called a VP shunt. And basically what the VP shunt does is the passageway for the CSF is actually done through a, I have a machine that's in my head now and basically, or not a machine, a device. And so what it does is it collects the CSF and then it drains it in my lower abdomen. So I have a piece of like rubber tubing in my body that runs all the way from my head down to my lower abdomen that drains the CSF. And this mm -hmm. tubing is about the size of um, thin pasta. Oh, what's the name? It starts with a V. I don't, I forgot starts with a V, but it's a very thin pasta. I know that it's very, it's very small. So that's what helps me. That's what helps my brain drain the CSF. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, so you're going through that, that third surgery seems to be working. Um, and, and now it says after that, it says back to the hospital, but with some different issues. Is this, is this after CSF? was was um taken care of and now there's something else going on yeah so they thought that they took care of it um with the medicine that i was on and the medicine i was on also had a couple side effects it was also in part of me i was taking a high i was still taking high protein because i was in football and i was trying to get back so i was eating a high protein diet and then also i was um on the medicine and the side effect was kidney stones and so the kid i got kidney stones and that triggered my hydro that triggered my bacterial meningitis to come back oh my gosh and it just yeah so it triggered that to come back and i went to mission laguna which I don't really remember at all. I know it took them six times to get my IV running because my veins are so deep. Wow. And on my forehead, those are called fiducials. I don't exactly know what they do. 
still, even though they've explained it like five or six times to me, but I know that they look like Fruit Loops. Yeah, a little bit, huh? Lifesavers or Fruit Loops. Yeah. But they're definitely on there doing doing something for you. You could totally tell like in this picture, it says, yes, I feel like crap, <laughs> is what you said on there. Yeah. Um, so you're, you're in there, uh, bacterial meningitis comes back and kidney stones. And in this picture, it says kidney issue surgery number four. Surgery four. Oh, okay. Well, maybe I only had one third ventriculostomy to clear it up. And then I had the VB shunt put in. And then I guess surgery four and I had another one that was for the kidneys. So yeah, those on top are the kidney stones. Oh, sorry. And they were about, they were, they were a decent size. Um, and my kidney was also going into renal failure and oh my, my kidneys God. were also calcifying. So Jeez. I was having a bit of issues. So yeah. Wow. Holy cow, Zach. I mean, so, Okay, so surgery for we see that um, we see the kidney stones. It says rotor rooter, uh, normal right picture here, and then on the left. For those of you who are listening on Spotify or iTunes, uh, you can see these images here. If you go over to the YouTube and and see the see the the live that we're doing right now, um, but then okay, so you have that, and then now it says another brain surgery number five. And, and what is happening here? This is on March 4th. That must have been the third ventriculostomy. That was, pro yeah, that was the other one. Um, I know that I, I've just, you know, my brain's just going through all of this. Um, but I can't really remember because I'll be honest, I don't remember time from January to March or no, January to May. That was all just a blur to me, and I don't remember at all. I remember bits and pieces, all of about 20 minutes from okay. those five months. So wow. it's a little weird, and I might get my story mixed up, but I'm pretty sure that is my second, third ventriculostomy. Wow. Man, Zach, this is a whole bunch of stuff for a 17, 18-year-old kiddo to go through. Um it looks like it doesn't end here. There's surgery number six, EVD redo, um, you know, number seven with the shunt. Um, and, and, you know, I'm just showing some of these pictures to show and to have respect for everything that you've gone through. Um, but what I, what I like to get to now is you've gone through a lot. And for a lot of, a lot of people, if you were to take a hundred people and you put them through this, you know, half is going to go one way and the other half is going to go the other way. And a very smaller percentage is going to arise to the occasion and, and get that, that word warrior attached to it. What was the mental capacity, mental strength or coaching, or how did you get to the mind frame of where you are now as the tumor warrior? Yeah. Um, Octodad, have a great night. Uh, Tim Haley, have a great night. And uh, thank you, Adam. Yeah. Um, yeah. Going to bed. I know it's getting pretty late, but <laughs> duty calls. Um, but yeah. So um, 
I'm sorry. What, what was the question again? I got a little bit distracted. Yeah, um, no, no, this is good. I, thanks. I heard a little bit. Of it. <laughs> thanks for jumping on there, you guys. Appreciate you guys always. And um, the question was, you know, you've been through a, a ton here, and uh, for for anybody, let alone 17 year old, 18 year old kiddo, to go through, what was the mindset that you put yourself in, or the coaching that you had, or maybe the influences that were upon you? to allow you to go from surgery number seven to making your way all the way back to the football field, making your way all the way back to the mountain bike and being the warrior you are today. Yeah. So, um, after surgery, I think it was five. I kind of went off for the mode of do not disturb mode. Um, as I say, and I was kind of more on my phone, kind of opening it up and, Thank you. Yes, I'm definitely a warrior. <laughs> um, and yeah, I was kind of opening back up to like social media and everything. And I had a lot of um, haters and a lot of doubt um, coming at me from certain kids. And that's kind of like what pushed me through to get from surgery seven to the end. And, you know, it's still going on. Um, but the, all the haters, all the doubt, that is what fueled me to get mm. through to the end and kind of like prove it wrong to them and kind of go, well, I made it. So you're wrong. And, you know, revenge, not really revenge, but yeah, <laughs> you know, kind of redemption be like, well, I made it. So, oh. yeah, no, man, to go from surgery seven to, to where you are today is huge. And, it, every time you know you can use anything as fuel mentally, it, it's a huge advantage in your favor. And in this case, it definitely was. I mean, going from PT where you could barely walk five steps to uh, being back out on the football field like you are today is extremely amazing. Um, one of the bigger YouTubers here is chat. Yeah, you <laughs> How's know, it going? there yeah. you go. He's a fan. You know, this Colorado kid. What's happening, Joe? I'm a fan too. <laughs> I remember he uh, filled in for my spot when I had to cancel last minute. It was a very yeah. short notice, but yeah, thank you. Yeah, Colorado yeah. kid. He actually was driving through. He stopped at the house and set up a studio in the kitchen. <laughs> yeah, that was a fun podcast. I like it. <laughs> that was. Thank you. That was a that was a fun one. So so you're basically proving the haters wrong. I mean. People can be so shady when it comes to this type of stuff, and they're very brave on keyboards when it comes to this. But, I mean, you're going through all these surgeries from that crash, seven surgeries later. I can't imagine what these people are thinking, but what kind of hate was coming at you? Because it seems so <laughs> not valid, but it fueled yeah. you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so... Um... Most of the kids, they they were on my, most of my teammates actually. They were telling me, "Yeah, you're never gonna make it back on the football team. You're never gonna make it back on the field. You won't be able to do this. You won't be able to do, you know, like hitting, or you won't be able to jog ever in like a month or so. You have to probably wait a year because you're you don't have the driving you to do it. And mm. you know, all those comments just fueled me, and I was just like, well. It's showtime. I got to show them wrong. So nice challenges, man. Challenges, challenges. Um, Elias, my buddy Elias up here, Valencia says, Zach, just catching up with all the comments. Much love for you, brother. Your story is incredible. 
Thank you so much. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Colorado kid says when uh, he, st he stepped in for you that day, he says good times. He even got to handle some Nerf guns while I was there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I watched that. <laughs> you guys had a little nerf war. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He raided uh, my son's closet. <laughs> that was a that was a good intro for a uh, good exit there for Colorado kid. That was great. So these guys are fueling you. They're your teammates. Uh, what position do you play on the football field on the football team? Um, I'm an offensive lineman. Um, I play uh one of the. It's probably the most skilled position on the field. Um. Most people don't think that you need skill to play it, but you actually need a lot of skill. But I'm on the offensive line. I play right and left guard. Either oh, one man. works because, nice. yeah, I, I just worked both. Um, that's how I was, worked both. I didn't know whether I would go left or right in game. So I decided to work both, and, you know, it, it paid off. Quarterback's best friend. <laughs> Quarterback's <laughs> yes. best friend. So – when you're going through your rehab, um, you know, the doubters are saying you're never going to make it back on, on the field. Are you in, you're kind of like 17, 18 years old. So you're high school going into college, right? Were you accepted by Chapman yet? Or are, were you, were you not quite at that moment? I wasn't quite at that moment. I went out, I had a season, I had a couple surgeries and then I had another season. So I was only a junior. I had two years left of high school. And for Division three football, they do not recruit younger than seniors because I think the NCAA rules are you cannot recruit that young. I'm not exactly sure on it. I'm not a rules expert, but I'm pretty sure that's how it is. But, um, yeah, those, those came down the road. Um, not quite there yet, but... <laughs> down the road so when you're in this moment you're going through pt you're you're rehabbing did you lose a lot of physical strength and and motor skills that you were trying to get back and were you aiming to get back on the field the very next season or what was your goals yeah that was that was my goal was get back as fast as possible and i honestly I don't even know how I did it, to be honest, right now. I'm kind of sitting here just like, wow, I used to work out five times a day to get back. Like, And I'm thinking that I'm doing a lot of work when I work out once or twice a day. So it it kind of changed for me. But, um, yeah, so it, it just – it was a weird, weird time. And um, the first surgery – or no, not the first. The hydrocephalus, it actually caused – while my brain swelled up, causing um, hydrocephalus. The bacterial meningitis caused hydrocephalus. I'm mixing up words. Um, but the bacterial meningitis caused the hydrocephalus, and the hydrocephalus caused my brain to swell, and that caused the um, ventricles to push on my nausea and vomiting nerve. So mm. I would throw up basically whenever I had the chance. Jeez. And it was it – was, rough because i went from 235 playing varsity football to 180 in about two or two and a half months wow and that was like all skinny i was kind of anorexic at that point and i was like uh okay what's going on yeah and then they put me on a steroid 
Uh, and no, by the way, I'm not big because I take steroids, but they put me on a medical steroid. Um, and that ballooned me up to 280. So I drastically went from 220 to 180 to 280. So wow. it was a very weird change in my body. And my body is still kind of, you know, catching up with everything. And yeah, so. Yeah, man, that's that's a lot of change in, in getting everything back. Um, when you're going through that, was there anything on your on your mind that you're, you're not going to be able to do this, that you you felt like maybe I'm just going to maybe they're right. Maybe the haters are right. I'm going to throw in the towel or did this feel you even more? Thank you, Adam. Thank you for the plug. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, no, I never thought about throwing in the towel at all. Um, I kind of like, I'm a very stubborn person. So when I put my mind to it, it either gets done or it gets done. Cause there is, there's no other outcome for me when I go through it and I put my mind to it. Um, so being very stubborn is kind of like, you know, it's like a double-edged sword, you know, it could be really good for you or it could bite you in the back. So, yeah, no, in this case, it was really, really good for you. Charlie Hicks is saying, what a story. I may have missed it, but where do you play? And could you share your Instagram and Hey, keep showing all those haters what you're made of. That's, that's yes. dope. Um, so right now I play at Chapman university in orange, California. They're a small division three school. They are a private school. Um, it's a great school for me. I really love it. I'm enjoying it. And my Instagram as Adam beat me to it is tumor warrior 67. And I also have a YouTube channel. So that's, yeah. that's where I am. Now the 67, I noticed um, now your O-line left side and right side but does the 67, does that number carry carry anything special for you? Or why is it 67? Yeah, so actually, if you can see right here, that was my old old high school jersey. Um, I played five years in it, yeah, right up, up there. That 67 is my high school jersey. So the 67 comes from me wearing 67 all five years of high school got it got it and then the jersey that you are in now the black chapman jersey that we see is a 66 i believe yeah it's 66 um i did not get to choose my number this year just because i was a transfer it was my first year and i kind of just got um what they had because all the upperclassmen and all the people who have been there they had first pick and I was unable to get that number. Gotcha. Gotcha. Still got to love it. Every time I see 67, I think of you. <laughs> um, Thank you. We got uh, Adam Mox saying, by the way, Zach has a great sense of humor. He wiped out three times in Summit and just rolled with the punches. Just watch his vids on the steeps and you'll see what I mean. Yeah. We got Char Thank you. <laughs> Charlie Hicks here says, thanks, Adam. Big veterans group right here. The Bomber Crew is in the audience. What's up, boys? Great to see you, boys and girls. Uh, I see Echoes in there, and uh, they say BC MTB has arrived. 
um, Alpha MTB is part of the Bomber crew, and uh, great to see you today okay. at the at the pump track. Uh, he has a question for you, Zach. Uh, Alpha MTB is saying, I don't remember if it was mentioned or not, but was there any long-term damage done by all of those surgeries slash infections? Yeah, so down the road, um, it's actually taking longer than I thought, but down the road in surgery 13, the right side of my face gets paralyzed. Um, so when I smile and when I do big facial movements, you can kind of see it but the right side of my face is paralyzed. Um, the right side of my body, it shakes and tremors when I work out and work hard. Like when I'm pushing my body, they shake and tremor and it's kind of unnerving for other people. And then also my balance is a little bad because they cut into my cerebellum. So, but that, um, that is the center of balance and coordination for your body. And that happens to be cut into. So I still have lasting effects from those. Do, do those um, affect your ability to ride the mountain bike at all? Um, they did when they started. But what I use is I use the mountain bike uh, kind of as physical therapy for my balance because I know that it takes um, serious balance and coordination to do it. So I've just been riding and my balance has been getting better. And um, on the trails or in my videos, I don't know if you've seen, but my wheel and like my bars, I kind of make big corrections. That's one of the things that I'm trying to, you know, tone down a little bit. And also what I forgot to mention was I still have double vision. So that's how I ride. Um, but since I've been doing it for so long, I kind of just ignore one eye. So I'm just looking out of my left eye for vision and then use all the auxiliary, like per peripheral vision and, mm -hmm. you know, kind of like motion and everything. Um, I use that out of my right eye as well and depth perception and everything. Wow. Dang, man. Zach, you definitely are. Zach Brown definitely are a warrior. Um, Adam Ox says, keep inspiring, Zach, ever. Thank upward. you, Adam. Got Have a good and, night, man. You got the peace and love for you. Air Blair, peace and love, Adam. Peace and love. So with everything that you've been through, Zach, you know, you've seen adversity and you have gone through adversity and you've proved people wrong. You've been back out on the field. You're on the mountain bike and you're still overcoming adversity today. For people out there that maybe feel like they're alone, they're going through something, it may not be exactly what you're going through, but there's adversity there. What is something that you would like to tell them to help them get to the next step or have that extra fuel to get them where they want to go? Yeah, um, I'd like to tell them that you are not alone. There are people out there who have probably been in the same situation. Or for me, it's kind of, you know, kind of different situations but all kind of lumped together and you know it it is unique but people have gone through similar things you can reach out there's always people to help you um if you go through a brain tumor um i work for the pediatric brain tumor foundation as a peer-to-peer -peer mentor so you can go on their website you can sign up for you know a mentor you can get a mentor or you can request one i believe and they will give you a mentor. We have frequent meetings with you. We kind of, you know, keep you up and keep you happy and, you know, not down on life. And 
that's all that's what we can do and then just if you put your mind to it you can achieve it um there's there's nothing you can't achieve you know just like david and goliath he put his mind to it and he achieved it so you can achieve anything you want to achieve i love it man good words there by zach the tumor warrior and zach tell the folks out there like while you're going through all this mountain biking has always been one of your best buddies it it actually saved you from a what could have been a catastrophic brain tumor it's uh helping you regain your balance today um but what does mountain biking mean to you uh mountain biking to me uh not only does it mean physical therapy and you know healing but what it means to me is just time where i don't i I just get away from people it's like my escape you know i don't have people to you know bother me during mountain biking i have a certain group of friends who mountain bike they want to come they can come with me and you know if they don't, they don't because I'm out in nature. I am finding my inner peace out there and I'm just doing what I do. And I just mountain bike. Um, I first got into it in eighth grade. I was being bullied, you know, for being overweight. And I, I went to somewhere that just didn't have judgment and I just worked on it and I became pretty good at it. And I just kept doing it. And, it's just my escape. So that's awesome, man. It's a peace, right? It, it brings you peace. It's something that can take you to a place that's unlike any other place that most people go. <laughs> that mountain bike is, is, is amazing. Have a couple of uh, comments here for you, Zach, from the audience. Alpha MTB says, again, you're a warrior, brother. Not everyone have the heart to continue to do what you do. Truly an inspiration. Thank you, Alpha. Charlie Hicks says, great message. Great message. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, Alpha MTB is also asking, oh, also, okay, the cereal and the soup question. I don't know if you're familiar with the show, um, but we have a few minutes here. So <laughs> definitely, Zach, I used to ask guests on the show uh, questions at the end that were kind of like lighthearted, funny, just to see how people answer. And one of them was, is cereal a soup? and why or why not so alpha is asking me if you would mind answering that question what is cereal is it a soup or is it not that's a great question um i'm gonna say it is a soup but Ooh, tell i know i know i know i'm gonna get a lot of hate (laughs) from everyone okay there's no wrong answer by the way yeah i think it's a soup because if you look at like you know um like chicken noodle soup or split pea soup, you have stuff that's in the broth. And milk, even though it is cold, I still consider it to be the broth of your cereal. So it could be it could be both soup and cereal, but I'm going more on the soup side because I think that the cereal is the broth. Or no, the cereal is the contents in the broth. So that's what I'm going with. I like it. I like it. The milk, it just pulls all that stuff out of the actual cereal to create a broth. I can dig that, man. I'd buy that for sure. Um, We have another question for you. Ace out in Idaho. Uh, He's asking, what steed are you riding? And by the way, this is coming from a a mountain bike company out there. They're asking, what are you riding? 
So in the videos and previously, I was writing the Kona Process 153 DL. It was 2016 model. Now I am writing the 2020 Rocky Mountain Altitude Carbon 50. Ooh. And I've got I've got some customizations on there, like uh, better rear shock. I'm doing the Fox Float. Um, what is it? Uh, DH2, I think it's that one. And then I've got you know some better hubs on there, just to because you know their hubs are not not known as the greatest. But I have great people down at the Path Bike Shop to help me out. Oh, shout out to the Path Bike Shop. Are you a pathlete by chance? I am not, no. Um, I haven't really gotten involved too much with, you know, kind of like the mountain bike, not the mountain bike community, so to say, but like I haven't gotten good enough to where I can start like, you know, showing myself off for other companies or anything. I just find myself kind of as middle of the road and like I'm good. But I'm not great. I'm not, you know, not like MTV Allen where he just shreds. I'm not like, you know, other athletes that are just super good because my uphill, it, it always has been terrible. I've always had, I've always hated it and it's just bad. It's gotten a little less bearable, or a little less enjoyable, no, a little less unenjoyable. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah, that's where it was. <laughs> gotten a little less unenjoyable but it still is terrible um but downhill i do love downhill um weighing 265 pounds does kind of benefit you going downhill as well because as my dad says gravity sucks <laughs> yeah well i think you'd be a great path lead or anybody because you've got such a great personality in your story it is incredible and the mindset to come back from from 13 surgeries and all those different complications and to be here as a motivational speaker you know to to say and and to help people that are going through dark times uh definitely takes a, a warrior like yourself to do this uh we have a uh, crisco uh, alpha mtb says i think it depends on the cereal <laughs> you know what so, that may be true because some cereals they take up more of the bowl than other cereals and more in some cereals, they kind of sink in the milk, right? And some cereals kind of like lay on top of the milk. So that is a good point. That is a That's great point. True. That's true. And some of those really, really healthy slash healthy cereals, they may not have anything to pull into the milk broth, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, we say, well, of course, Ace is asking this one. Oh, by the way, he wants to know. And did we ever find out? if the bike was okay in that crash from five so, years ago, right? That gets yeah. a good chuckle. <laughs> um, <laughs> funny story about that bike. Oh, um, it was actually a rental bike. Um, my oh. bike was in the shop. So I was renting the Kona process 153 DL. I think the rear triangle is carbon. I bent that. Oh I sheared God. off the rear axle and I did something else. Um, I think I tackled a rim or something, but yeah. So it was kind of an expensive rental bike at that point because <laughs> oh I had to pay for it. But um, yeah, so yeah, it wasn't, oh, wasn't the best move on my part to do that for a rental <laughs> bike. But, you know, I 
I had to send it. That's all I had to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. And you did. If you guys are joining in a little bit later, if you go back to the beginning of this, uh, we start the episode off with this actual jump that put Zach down this uh, path that we're talking about today. Holy smokes, Spokesman MTB. I think this is the largest donation I have gotten. That And all the donations, by the way, go to the guests of the show. Spokesman MTB says, great message. Keep up the great work and enjoy the ride. That wow, is thank awesome. Thank you. Thank you. That, that is awesome. Isaiah Bernstein is on the line. Hey, congratulations, Daddy. Isaiah, who just had a beautiful bouncing baby girl. Oh, congratulations. Uh, is, is here. Yeah, he says, so amazing and so inspiring. That is awesome. Thank Air you. Blair. Air Blair is wondering the same thing that Crisco Bike was wondering if that bike was okay, too. <laughs> so. Somewhat. Somewhat, Yeah. <laughs> That was awesome. Crisco says, yeah, Mark, sorry. We had to know if the bike was okay too. Spokesman MTV is here. Um, Isaiah says, uh, yes, and thank you for the baby wishes. Crisco Bikes has a moment of silence for that bike. And there's the silence. <laughs> <laughs> Zach, we are on an hour. Um, I loved your story. And, you know, I hope you guys have found this inspiring, motivational, encouraging Share it with somebody who might be going through something of their own. If they're looking for a beacon of light or a lighthouse or a story to uplift them, send them on over to the Zach Round story, the Tumor Warrior story. Um, Zach, is there anything that you'd want to share kind of as we wind this down for the people that are listening now or the people that may be finding you in the future that are looking for a little bit of light? Yeah, um, first and foremost, uh, for those of you who haven't gone into um, the podcast earlier, this is the fifth year anniversary of my very first brain surgery. So January 23rd, 2017. And I also want to share is that you can find your peace anywhere. You can find joy anywhere. And you can do what you can do when you put your mind to it. You can achieve literally anything if you put your mind to it if humans want to fly if you if you find a way where humans can fly and you you know find it out and you put your mind to it you could probably achieve that i'm not saying that you know it's possible um i i don't think humans flying is possible we don't have wings unless i'm you know a default defected human but that's that's yeah never mind that's that's a bad that's a bad example but like say you know if you want to do a backflip keep keep trying keep going for mm -hmm. it you can do it you can if you put your mind to it you can do it you can achieve it i love it man like they say a a, a dream without a like a goal is just a wish and uh, like you said you just put your mind to something work on it every day, use things for fuel. In your case, it was the haters and the doubters that wouldn't think that you could make it back on the field. And uh, there you are today. Yeah, I see on your Instagram, there you are today, wreaking havoc and protecting that quarterback and making sure that those plays get handled. Um, yeah. And you're out on the bike, you know, regardless of things that are still happening to you today, you're still out there charging and finding your peace which was great. We got a few more folks here that uh, are chiming in. Uh, Elias is in. He says, uh, is there a video of the crash? And yes, there is. If you go back to the beginning of it, 
And uh, Charlie Hicks is saying, keep up the stoke, brother, and thanks for sharing, and definitely take care. Yeah, no um, problem. MTV Nick wants to know, where are you riding? Because maybe we'll catch you out on the wild in some of these trails that you like to go to. Yeah, um, so I am riding... Los Colinas, which is a local trail network to me. Um, it's literally right up the street. Um, I also ride Los Rombles. I ride in San Clemente, the single tracks there where I crashed. Um, I haven't gone to the Luge in a while. I've been to the Luge before, but I haven't gone in a while. I don't really, I'm not a fan of that trail because it's kind of a big climb for only one downhill and a more downhill oriented. But I have done the luge in the past. Um, I need to go back to Santiago Oaks. That is a real fun one. I also go to Laguna and Aliso a lot. So out there, um, that's probably the best bet. I'm probably out there in one of those spots, either Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Those are my riding days. So those are my days. Yeah, that are ride. Yeah. Yeah uh trail dogs is saying they got to get you out to a group ride that'd be that'd be awesome to have yeah, that'd you be awesome at one of those uplift you and uh share your stoke um zach in in closing oh we actually we got one more uh isaiah munos is asking what's zach's favorite position position group in football other than his own oh interesting other than the old line left side or right side what yeah. is what would it be hmm. Well, I know this person who asked the question. I know he's on the D line, and I'm pretty <laughs> sure I know what his answer would like to be. I'm pretty Somewhere sure that would be D line. But <laughs> my favorite position group, I would probably have to go with corners because they can't really talk crap on me other than my speed because I can talk crap back to them about their hands because if they had hands, they would probably be wide receivers. wide receivers. So, <laughs> so I kind I kind of like the um, you know, I I like cornerbacks because they kind of know like, well, we can't really say anything because they can bring that argument in, whatever. And they're they're pretty friendly. Um, the wide receivers, corners, the safeties, linebackers, just just everyone on the football field, they are they're super fun. I just I just you know, I love everybody on the football field, and hopefully I don't bring on uh people who hate me but i i just try to spread the joy spread the love nice two incredible sports man that you are a part of in in everything that you've gone through you know what a what a full circle story when it comes to what happened to you and basically essentially possibly saving your life by being able to find out what was going on by that mountain bike crash who would have ever dreamed that um that could have happened yeah. Zach, in closing, let people know where they could reach out to you, follow your story, um, and, and see what you're up to. The in big the start ride. <laughs> okay. Actually, my dad has been trying to get me out to do start. So I'm in. I'm definitely in. Let's do it. As long as, long as you know, there's a, there's a decent size. Oh, not a decent size. More like four to five people you know, who are willing to watch me suffer. Um, then yeah, we're in <laughs> nice air Blair. He is awesome. He's been trying to get this start ride going. 
um, we have a group text and every time Air Blair sends a text message to the group, he has in these quotation marks, SART. It's very subliminal, but he wants to get this SART right. So you're in, we're getting you in. Yeah. Blair is saying, so yeah. saying yes. Um, for the folks who want to follow your story, Zach, and, and continue to watch you who may have just learned about you, where can they find you and how do they follow you? Yeah, so I have a website that documents my journey at www.tumorwarrior67.com. Um, Tumor Warrior 67 on YouTube or Tumor Warrior 67 on Twitter and Instagram as well. And Facebook. I, I think I have Tumor Warrior on Facebook as well. So those are, I'm, I have a very um, prominent social media presence. I don't really have a following on social media, but I'm there. Uh, you guys can find me at Tumor Warrior 67 And yeah, so I'm on there. And also one thing is we only got the surgery seven in the podcast. I'm thinking that might mean there should be a part two because we're, we still got eight surgeries to go. Ooh, 15 total. Yep. 15 total. Wow. Holy cow. Absolutely. Yeah. We definitely need to get you back on and go over the rest of those and uh, really, you know, figure out what was happening there and how your mindset could really help other people that are daunting that. So I didn't realize we're only halfway through those. Jeez. My goodness. Yeah. Well, Zach, dude, you are definitely an inspiration. Um, keep telling your story, man, and, and keep motivating folks. I love that you're a spokesman for other people that are going through something similar to this and just inspirational to everybody that are, that is facing adversity already out of this. It looks like we're going to get a big SART ride out of this, which is going to be great. Um, you know, bomber crew is jumping in here to say, let's do a bomber crew and trail dogs SART ride. Um, Ooh, that'll be fun. That would be fun. And, uh, you could be the star of that ride. That's going to be a big one, a big one. <laughs> Chris go bike here in Idaho says, I'll definitely tune in for part two. All right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> all right, folks. We'll definitely have Zach back on for part two. Uh, thank you all for jumping on to this podcast and uh, Zach, go ahead and close this out. Anything else you'd like to share with anybody? No, I, I really couldn't say anything. Um, I'm super happy. I'm super excited. And I'm super blessed to be here on the podcast, be here with you all. Thank you all so much for, you know, listening to my story. I know it's a very long story, but it's an incredible story. And I hope that I inspired just one person. That's that's what I go for every time is just one person. Because over the accumulation of time, one person equals 100 people. And that equals 1,000 people. And it just keeps going and going the more I talk about it. And that's what I plan on doing, you know, spreading all the joy and the peace and all the love. Love it, man. Spread the joy and the peace one person at a time. All right, folks, keep an eye out for Zach Brown, Tumor Warrior, and uh, we'll definitely see you soon and hopefully see you out on the trails soon. Yep. See you guys. All right. Yeah, see ya. You. You. Holy cow, everybody. What a crazy story with Zach around. What an inspirational story for anybody to go through. And the fact of the matter is we were only at surgery seven. 
on this episode. And I'm going to have Zach back to the studio to talk about surgeries 7 through 15 and his comeback story. The best is still yet to come. So thank you all for tuning in and uh, and supporting us and supporting Zach and his story. If you want to follow Zach and where he is today, you can follow him at TumorWarrior67 pretty much anywhere on Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook, TumorWarrior67, and check out what Zach has been up to. Thank you again to all of you for listening to this. I hope you are either done with your ride and had an epic ride or just pulling up to the trailhead for your new adventure. Hope I see you guys out there, and I really appreciate everybody tuning in. Thank you also to the supporters of the segment podcast and segment show. Thank you so much to Tasco, to Afton, to YT Industries, Goop Industries, Spy Optic, Better Bolts, and of course, thank you to you. Hope all is well, everybody. Make sure that you find something you love. Be passionate about it. Live in that moment because we're never guaranteed the next. We'll see you all in the next episode.